0: everybody. I am so hi. grateful to be here today with a person that wants to talk about some stuff, right? We got stuff to yeah. talk about. So everybody say hi to Liz. This is hey, Liz. Wait, your shirt says girls never quit.
1: Yep. I love
0: Excellent it. shirt. So tell us a little bit about you. Like my understanding is Liz was Amish at one point. Like yeah. you were born in, right?
1: Yeah, I was born in the Amish. I left the culture. It'll be three years this fall.
0: Uh huh. So yeah. So, what me you want to come talk today?
1: Um, just to have fun with you, fun with everyone else, and also to chat about the vocational class. So I was a vocational class teacher in my Amish culture. And I feel like a lot of people are not aware of what that is. Um, So what that is, is um, the Amish children, they won't go to high school, but they still kind of need an education of some kind other than high school. That was the agreement between the court and the Amish when the Amish decided to pull their children out of the public schools. They did not want to influence with that because it was considered worldly. Uh-huh. So they needed an education of some kind. So they had to have a three-hour class once a week. So okay. I usually have a class on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And in that class, they were supposed to have a diary report of whatever they did during the week. Like they had to... Yeah have a certain amount of words, they had to write down the date, they had to write down the weather, and they had to report that at their class Monday morning. That was like one of the most important things. And then the other important thing was their German. You had to like read the scriptures in German that morning, you had to have German in class. So it was mostly just to report that they're working, that they're doing something other than just playing, I guess.
0: Or, you know, working on the farm. So, yeah. a fun fact about vocational schools. Also, good morning, Sarah. And good morning, look at the trees. I, I know you look so familiar and I know you, but I don't know who, I can't place your name right now, but good morning. And good morning, yeah. So, what some people don't re- a little bit say what? What some people don't realize about like Amish schools is so that some states they have different rules. And one of the reasons, that i wanted to talk about vocational schools and i was really excited to talk about that is because when when i lived in pennsylvania i know for a fact there was like one one community that i lived in that they were like they had to do the vocational school thing but Mm -hmm. as as many of you know i lived in five different amish communities so in other communities like the Specifically, I know for a fact that the two communities that I lived in in Wisconsin, we did not have vocational schools. We did not have that agreement with the state.
1: Yeah, so it mostly started from Lancaster County. And so that's just kind of been a Pennsylvania thing, I think. I have never Mm -hmm. heard from any other states that do require the vocational class. Right. Um, I do have some Amish cousins in other states as well. And I've talked to them already, like, do you have a vocational class? And they're like, no. And I was just kind of confused, like, how do they get away with this? Here, we are in Pennsylvania and we need these vocational classes. So I did study up, or I didn't really study up. I just kind of asked some questions about (laughs) it. And my dad just mentioned that. The reason they do in Pennsylvania is because it was the agreement with the state when they pulled the children out of public school.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even Sarah says I live in three different communities in Wisconsin, and none had that.
1: No, I have cousins in Wisconsin, and they never had the case yeah. class
0: yeah there's so so that's again like one of the things that I want people to understand is like there can be different rules for different communities that even come from like civil government like the local governing authority as far as like schooling say. Okay. Uh, okay. I was saying that there could be different rules that come from the local governing authorities like the civil authorities. They can have different rules in different areas and states that yeah. apply to like what type of schooling Amish kids get, but primarily most of them get like an eighth grade education in a parochial school, right? Yes. So what was your curriculum when you went to school?
1: Um, like, the parochial schools or, like, vocational
0: class? Yeah, the parochial schools.
1: Uh, what we had was math, history, geography. Um, we had health. We had... It's been so many years, I can barely remember.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, well, of course, we had the German and... Oh, we had to do English, too. That was another language. We did two different languages. Mm -hmm. Which, schools don't really require two different languages, but we did. Uh Uh-huh. That was pretty much the more important parts of each lesson that we learned and each lesson that we had to do. Mm
0: Uh-huh. See, we had to learn English. We didn't have any health classes.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And, And I actually went to one, two, three. I went to four different schools in PA, and we didn't have health classes in any of them. Are you serious? Yes. So that's that's no. kind yeah, of we like had health the, the it wasn't, point.
1: I don't know. We just basically learned the basics. It wasn't more like about your body parts or anything like that. It was more just what to do with a wound or what each body part is. Gotcha. I think I have a poor internet connection over here. You freeze up every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Did you get the Amish internet today? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what happened. No, it's just like the
1: hotspot on my phone.
0: Yeah. So quick question. Like, how old well, wait, how long did your vocational school last?
1: Well, you had to, once you were out of eighth grade, you had to go to vocational class until you were 15. So it's not like you went for just one year. You had to go until you were 15.
0: Okay. So how, like, you became a vocational class teacher. So what was the process like to become a vocational class teacher? Did you get that? Did you get that?
1: No, I didn't. It froze up just then. I was like, I bet she's talking.
0: Oh, I was talking. I was saying, so you were a vocational class teacher. Like, what was the process like to become a teacher?
1: Honestly, really nothing. You didn't have to have any training. You didn't have to do any kind of classes. You didn't have to be certified. Like, none of that. It was just like your regular school teachers. You were asked if you want to teach these kids and I was like yeah sure which we did that here at my house and basically you just kind of did how you wanted to you set up your classes you um, picked out the subjects like which subject you want to do first and the next and that's basically how it was you didn't have to have any specific class to attend to become the teacher like that
0: Okay. So, how old were you when you became a vocational class teacher? I was
1: 18 or 19, I think. Okay.
0: And did you know that, like, teachers, um, when you became a teacher, like, did you know that you were supposed to be a mandated reporter?
1: I was not aware of that, no. Not until I was told i need to go to these cci classes oh do you tell,
0: <laughs> do <you> tell. <laughs> i'm sorry that so you went to the cci classes okay okay yeah,
1: those were very interesting i was to be honest with you i was confused because i didn't understand it here, I didn't need any kind of training whatsoever and all of a sudden I'm like well you need to go to a CCI class because you're a teacher and
0: I'm like what's that okay so now you had to go to the CCI class yeah and, <laughs> and now you all of a sudden needed some training right yep even though you didn't need training before I, right I didn't,
1: I didn't need training how to teach these kids but I needed training on that
0: Uh, mandated but what did it mean to you to be a mandated reporter like did you did you know what a mandated reporter was from that class I did not
1: I've never heard of
0: it before I was not
1: aware that you need to do that as a teacher um but yeah I, I attended these classes you had to do one once a year and then you okay. had to keep that report on file for three years.
0: Okay. So basically,
1: they handed you a copy of, I guess they would call it a handbook or something. It was just papers. And mm-hmm. the CCI board would read that off. He would have to stand in that class and read it off. Well, a bunch of teachers got together. So it's right. not like he had to go to every school
0: that right but it was like a specific class with like teachers that got together and they had like a day and time set aside and so then all of you like had to sit there and listen to him read or the person from the cci the guy from the cci read and and teach you about like did they actually use the terms? So, like, here's a question, because, like, we all, I mean, we both know that there's ambiguous and vague language that Amish and plain people often use to describe, like, abuse. So, like, did they come right out and say that if, as a teacher, you suspect that a child is being abused, that you're required by Pennsylvania law to call the child line and report it?
1: No, so basically what they did was they would read this off and no explanation nothing, they would read exactly what was in that handbook and instead of saying the word sexual abuse or sexual assault they would use immoral abuse I was very confused by that because that is obviously not the same thing and
0: You can be immoral without
1: a whole bunch of confusion trying to figure that out. Trying to figure out exactly what they want me to do when I suspect abuse. But then, what you were supposed to do to report it, you had to go report it to one of the CCI (laughs) boards instead of reporting it to the. Did it ever get reported to the state? No. You would report it to the CCI board and that's where it stayed and nothing got done about it.
0: You know, Liz, did you see... Okay, did you see the report about the Mormon church? I've seen it, but
1: I don't think I read it.
0: Okay. So, like... It strikes me as like just ironically similar. So, um, the Mormon Church, and I don't care that they want to be called LDS Church because I just don't care. CCI stands for Conservative, conservative. Crisis Intervention. Whatever, they're they're whatever. But it strikes me that again, like when when an organization has no outside oversight or accountability mm-hmm. and they create their own organization to yes. assist, it is imperative that one they are giving out appropriate information, but also information that um, doesn't lead to people potentially um, landing in even more hot water. Because it's almost like they were setting the Amish school teachers up for failure in some ways. Yeah, Yeah, Because as a mandated reporter in the state of PA, it is my understanding, and I really hope that one of my friends is watching this because I know she works in this field in PA, um, if she, I, I really hope she listens to this and like at least comments. Yes. But it is my understanding that mandated reporters are required to report it to Childline. Yes, period. End of story. Done. There's no reporting it to report abuse as a mandated reporter. It is not called reporting it to your ministry. It is not called reporting it to your church's organization. It is not called any other thing. You're required by law to report it to the law or you as a teacher, if they find out that you did not file a mandated report and they can prove that, and I'm talking mandated to the state, not to the CCIs, and they can prove that you did not follow the appropriate law they can charge you. Can
1: okay, you phrase again there? Sorry.
0: I was just saying that they can charge you. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. Gertie Zook says CCI reports to the bishop and they take care of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a hell no. We're not going to do that. We don't sin like that. Amish people should know better than that by this point in time. While yep. it is a sin and the bishops meaning to handle it from a church perspective, they are welcome to do so. And they can do that while that uh, S.A.R., that raper is in prison. I'm sorry, <Namen> not sorry.
1: No. Yeah, those bishops definitely do not take care of it.
0: No, they do not take care of it. And if they're going to come at it from, like, a, we have to be concerned for this abuser's soul, okay, you can go minister to that person in prison. I, I'm sorry. Not sorry.
1: I'm so sorry about this, Internet. It's being a pain in the ass.
0: You, you can. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for real, though, like, it is mind-boggling. Like, like, do, do you know what the Bishop did in my case? Do, do, have you have you ever heard about that Liz? I don't
1: think I did. <laughs> he sat back in his comfortable chair.
0: And... <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah, well, anyways, I don't know if i if if I finished this like what they said what the what the Mormon Church did. So for 27 years, the Mormon church has had a helpline. And this is why I'm strongly against do not create a separate line for Amish and plain people. You're literally, no, no, you don't get to do that. But the Mormon church has had this helpline for 27 years. And there was a child rapist who went and reported himself to his Mormon bishop. The Mormon Bishop calls the helpline. They have a lawyer contact him who tells him not to report it. He does nothing. That child was five years old. Oh, that child God. was five years old. This goes on. That child was essayed by their sperm donor for over seven years. He recorded it. He was online in internet chat room sharing all of that lawfulness, and then she had a baby sister, and he was assaulting the infant. The bishop cycles out, gets a new bishop coming in, who he reports that to the new bishop, who also does not report it. So, So, why do people think that Amish are immune to that type of, of action?
1: I just don't understand. We're we're just people. Exactly. Yeah. I just wish people would stop looking at them as this perfect culture.
0: Well, I feel like people worship Amish people. And I'm literally so sick of it. Stop worshipping us. We're not. No. We're just human beings like the rest of the world who happen to grow up and live a little differently and have different genetics. That's it. That's all we are. We're just human beings. Stop dehumanizing us and worshiping us. Ooh. Gertie, I feel like you just wanted to hear me go off about bishops. Oh, so regardless, let me tell you what my Amish bishop did. He... Yeah. I wish I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, I ran. It was February. I reported mm-hmm. it in March. I reported the abuse in March. Okay. They arrested them in April. Okay. The date like right after they arrested them, I found out they put me in the bone. And then Excuse me. This bishop, I shit you not, he talks to a reporter who writes an article. His name was Paul Levy, where the bishop is quoted as saying, I don't understand why I can't handle this myself. Oh, we shunned them. We shunned them. <laughs> for for six weeks. Bravo. Bravo. You've shunned me for 18 and a half years, but hey, you shunned my rapist for six weeks.
1: <laughs> wow. And they think that's going to take care of the
0: problem? Oh, yes. That's absolutely... <laughs> I'm sorry. That is why the bishops can't handle this. That is why the CCIs are not qualified to handle this. They do not understand they just, they, they literally have such a lack of access to information to in order to be able to handle it appropriately that they can't even begin to understand or how to handle it appropriately. So, yes, Gertie, that was a wonderful, wonderful question. I mean, <laughs> she, she said, yeah. sorry, not sorry, to throw that in. It was like mockery. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, so, like, often, so, like, in the case of the the Mormon church, like, so, the day after that article came out about their helpline, the Mormon church is quoted as saying that, oh, well, they feel like their child helpline was, or their abuse helpline was, like, misrepresented in the article. I'm, like, how is that (laughs) misrepresented? And then I was reminded of again like this bishop was just like oh I'm, I just don't understand like why do you why do you play the victim when you're caught why do you play the victim you're not the victim you literally enabled a child rapist to rape not one but two children in one of whom it occurred over a period of 7 years and you don't have any form of like you you don't even have compassion for the survivors of this crime i it just it's,
1: blows my mind how
0: how how do you deal with your internalized like just
1: and not just that how can you go to sleep at night knowing there's a child in your culture that is being sexually abused over and over and over and over Uh And you don't do a thing about it. Uh Uh-huh.
0: So, also, when do we learn as different religious organizations, when do we learn from the failures of each other and the successes? Because, you know, in my opinion, you know, the CCIs at that point, when they're putting out that you need to report to them and they're not qualified to do investigations because, let's face it, how many of the CCI people have have become um, trained detectives? Are they are they detectives?
1: No. To exactly. You, I don't even know if they have any kind of training to do these classes. I have that question myself a lot. Like, are they actually?
0: So. You you can't have the blind leading the blind. No. You can't have the blind leading the blind. So that's kind of like, yeah. So anyways, let's catch up on what some some of the people are saying. So here in PA last year, I took a bunch of teachers and school board members down to Lancaster for a mandated reporters meeting. On the way back, they were discussing numbers and who they were to call for abuse. And this year they went down again. The one school board member stated this is all new to us, but we have to report now. Who do Wait, they what? have to report to? The CCI? That's not reporting. That's called covering up abuse and
1: not just that, it's you're telling a man from your own culture about this.
0: Yeah.
1: Who you have a right. lot of power and control.
0: Exactly. So No. Rachel Martin has a really good question. I got to wonder how much of this problem is that the church basically keeps people ignorant of how to interact with government authorities and then uses that as an excuse why they need to be intermediaries. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. That is that is a pretty big problem. Because we are trained. I mean, Many of us are trained to be afraid of civil authorities, that civil authorities want to take our children, right? They want to take our children. So why would we go seek assistance and support and resources from a group that we believe and have been taught our entire lives that wants to take our children away from us?
1: Yeah, it's all... Power and control. That's all they care about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Gertie says, there you go. That's what you need to expose. They do not take care of it. This is true. Yep. This is true. We have more sarcasm. I love it. I'm here for this, (laughs) y'all. I'm here for this. (laughs) Because it is a privilege to be born Amish and You know, we were given this gift of being born Amish and, you know, that makes it so that what we're doing is like God is speaking to us through the ministry and everything the ministry puts out is from God. And so, therefore, you know, we have this hope and I'm not saying that there's no hope for other people out there, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we have the hope. Yep.
1: But then you can't either say that you're like saved or born again. You just have to like have hope. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 y'all,
0: just just point it out. (laughs) The one true religion, y'all. We were the one true religion. I'm just saying, and I'm not mocking Amish people. For those of you who feel like that's literally what they say in their sermons, it is. It is like we we are literally taught that. It is a privilege and like what Liz says, like it is what they say in the sermons. There's there's no like Yeah. 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 So anyways, here's another comment. They romanticize the Amish the clothing and stuff. Other than that, they know nothing about Amish atrocities. Okay, story Tom. You want a story, Liz? Absolutely. <laughs> so I have been Crocheting myself a shawl. Okay. Oh. It's it's pretty big already, okay? Mm-hmm. I've been doing all of this on TikTok lives. <laughs> 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 because you know, we gotta get together to crochet so we can gossip, right? <laughs> that's that's what we do, anyways. I hop in this girl's life and I'm having this conversation because a friend of mine was in the life and my friend's like, oh, you know, she's awesome. Like, you know, you got to hear like what her platform's about. So I explained like, you know, about like abuse and about genetics and how like, cause they're like, well, are you still Amish? And I was like, well, let me, let me give you the genetics because I don't really say that I'm ex-Amish. I say I was born mm-hmm. Amish because yeah. like, you can't take the genetics out of me, right? Like you you can't, It'll affect me for the rest of my life. Like it just is. And so we get into this whole like eugenics um, discussion or whatever. And when I get done, like talking about like Amish abuse and, and the genetics and how like, you know, all of this needs to be race, uh, We need to have race awareness, all of this. Mm -hmm. This girl responds with, oh my God, I just, I have all of this Amish furniture and I just love it. Okay. I just love it. And meanwhile, there's people in the comments who are literally telling her, you need to go watch Sins of the Amish. And, and I just did this. I was like, and then I finally said, you know what? I'm going to invite you to go watch Sins of the Amish. And then I want to know how you feel about your Amish furniture after that. <laughs> I gotta check up on that today. I gotta find out. Like, girl, like you can't just know. Like, it's like, it's like somebody was was telling me. Somebody who was there was telling me that. Like, it was. It's like the equivalent of like if somebody talks about, um, how like, you know, there's somebody who is a chef and Mm -hmm. he's a murderer or she's a murderer, right? So the the chef they are a murderer, right? And when you find out that that chef is a murderer, you respond with, "Oh, but he makes great sandwiches. Oh, but they make great sandwiches, and I'm still going to eat those sandwiches, and I love those oh, sandwiches." God. It's like the same thing, right? Like, like you wouldn't do that. Yeah. So why is it okay to do to Amish people when we talk about abuse awareness? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Don't worry though. I'm going to check up on a bee and her furniture. I want (laughs) to know. (laughs) Did you ever encounter stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Or I've even had people come up to me in public when I was still Amish, like, oh, you're Amish. And I'm like, yeah. Which that question always annoyed me. Mm -hmm. And then I would oh, they would make the comment, oh, I've always wanted to be Amish, and I'm like, yeah. You, you can join the Amish if you want to. Um, <laughs> it's not as cool as they say it is, but yeah, sure. Try that <laughs> once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I I think part of the reason that I started talking about that is because I've heard from so many survivors of how like they'll start talking about like their abuse, even with like mental health professionals, mm-hmm. they'll they'll literally talk to mental health professionals and, and they'll be talking about the abuse that they experienced and, and they can't even receive appropriate services because these people are so fucking in love with Amish people that they can't even dissect themselves far enough from their love of Amish furniture to to hear what their client is saying. And until that stops, I'm, I'm going to use bad words for that because that unfucking acceptable. We are human beings. And Rachel Martin has some great ideas. She says, Amish furniture girl, here's the piece of, of advice for you. Read the room. <laughs> Rachel? But but this Amish furniture girl, she didn't go to Amish school, so she can't figure out what our facial expressions mean. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all got any questions? You got anything, Liz? Um
1: can't think of anything right now, except I hope her furniture is still standing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it is unhelpful. I, I do think that going back to the whole, like, the teachers being mandated reporters thing, uh, I think it's an atrocity. So to recap what we learned from Liz today is that as an Amish vocational school teacher, first she was qualified to teach without any additional education. Then she would, say what? I said, yeah, absolutely. Then she was required after a while to go take a class from the CCI that she didn't understand because they used the terms immoral abuse that supposedly was giving her mandated reporter teaching and training to be a mandated reporter as a teacher. And I say supposedly because I have to question the validity of that training if she did not understand to whom she's actually required to report to by law. Because... because. If you're being required to a church, church-sponsored church facility as a mandated reporter, that is not the law. That is actually breaking the law.
1: It is. And to be honest with you, I think, or I wish that somebody would just come in and just take these classes over. Somebody that is certified, that has the actual training to do it, and not just these men that really don't know what they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is the part
0: and, that really frustrated me. And so, I mean, like, do, do you have recommendations for them? Because, like, for me, I would like to see, like, actual outsiders. Because often the more light you shed upon a situation or situations like that, then um, whenever outside light is light shed is on shed. it, it, it motivates people within the culture to create meaningful change. Yeah. Um we have a question. Hold up. Only men teach about this? Yes, yes. that's my understanding. You say yes? Okay. Yes. yes. So it's only m- in industry. Yeah. Only men teach about this. Mm-hmm. And that and should be another red flag. Say again. That should be another red flag. Yeah.
1: Why is it only men? And another question that I always had is. We're doing these classes, but I never hear anything being reported. Like, why aren't we hearing any of that stuff? We're all doing these classes. Isn't anybody reporting? These were always my questions.
0: Well, on one hand, there's confidentiality, you know, so if you suspect abuse, as a teacher and you're a mandated reporter there's the confidentiality like you 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 don't you don't necessarily put it out there um you're not allowed to you're supposed to keep that to yourself pretty much um but then once you have it reported there can be like certain repercussions like like you know if it is like Depending on what the situation is, mm-hmm. like, you will see, like, that people come in and they investigate that case, right? Yes. And and typically, when somebody comes in and investigates an Amish family, everybody in the community is going to know about that, right? Or am I wrong? Did you get that? Typically... When somebody investigates an Amish family, everybody in the community knows about that, right or wrong?
1: Were you asking me something because it froze up again?
0: Yeah, I asked you twice already. A third time's the charm. (laughs) Typically, when when you report it, right, like, so there, there can be an investigation, but typically when there's an investigation into an Amish family, in in regards to um, child abuse, like, everybody in the community is going to know about it, right? Yeah, Yeah, like, there's a, there's a complete lack of, like, everybody's going to know about it, that's just the way that it is, like, I've never seen a better gossip system than the Amish gossip system.
1: Yeah, news travels faster in their culture than it does on
0: Facebook or anything. Any social media it really possible. does. I don't understand it, but it really does. It is wild. So I think your question was, it's like, it's why didn't we see those kinds of effects really happening? Did I freeze again?
1: Yeah, it's very annoying. It does it every once in a while.
0: Oh, I said, <laughs> so I think the question is, so why are we not... Why are we not seeing those effects that we would see in our community if they're being reported? Why are we not seeing that some people, because Amish people are just people, you know, some of them commit crimes. True. So why are we not seeing them being treated that way if, like, the abuses that are suspected are all being reported? Yeah, that
1: was always my question.
0: I've never really understood that. That's a good question. I love that question. Do you have any parting thoughts for everybody before we wrap this up? Do you have any parting thoughts for everybody?
1: Um, I don't really if anybody has any questions, I'll I'll go over the comments and we can respond to them or can't really think of anything else to say. I feel like we covered everything, or we covered a lot.
0: Oh, we did cover a lot. Like, that's a lot. I just feel like that was, like, a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of information. (laughs) It is.
1: And it's, like, new information. You don't really hear about it as much. Like, I feel a lot of people are not aware (laughs) of the vocational class.
0: Well, no, because I like, think about it, if you were born and raised in like Minnesota, in a Minnesota Amish community, like for example, um, you you may not necessarily ever have even heard of vocational school unless you had cousins that had to go to vocational school, you know. So it needs to be talked about a little bit so that people can understand that the, the differences between the different communities.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. I'd like to remind everybody that, look, y'all are um, <clears throat> listening to something fueled by um, coffee. I'm probably back on the Wednesday night prayer list. I'm sure they wrote about me in the circle letters, you know. I've accepted <laughs> this is my future. That's I've, I've really accepted this. And you know what? I'm worthy. Y'all are worthy. Y'all deserve yes. to live happy, healthy, and whole lives. No matter what anybody says about them. Yep. That's it.